Chapter 17 Extinguishing the Forest Fire King Pariket, after hearing of the chastisement of Kalia, inquired from Sukadev Goswami as to why Kalia left his beautiful land and why Garuda was so antagonistic to him. Sukadev Goswami informed the king that the island known as Nagalaya was inhabited by serpents and that Kalia was one of the chief serpents there. Being accustomed to eating snakes, Garuda used to come to this island and kill many serpents at his will. Some of them he actually ate, but some were unnecessarily killed. The reptile society became so disturbed that their leader, Vashuki, appealed to Lord Brahma for protection. Lord Brahma made an arrangement by which Garuda would not create disturbance. On each half-moon day, the reptile community would offer a serpent to Garuda. The serpent was to be kept underneath a tree as a sacrificial offering to Garuda. Garuda was satisfied with this, and therefore he did not disturb any of the other serpents. But gradually, Kaliya took advantage of this situation. He was unnecessarily puffed up by the volume of his accumulated poison, as well as by his material power, and he thought, why should Garuda be offered this sacrifice? He then ceased offering any sacrifices. Instead, he himself ate the offerings intended for Garuda. When Garuda, the great devotee carrier of Lord Vishnu, understood that Kaliya was eating the offered sacrifices, he became very angry and quickly rushed to the island to kill the offensive serpent. Kaliya tried to fight Garuda and faced him with his many hoods and poisonous sharp teeth. Kaliya attempted to bite him, and Garuda, the son of Tarksha, in great anger and with great force deserving the carrier of Lord Vishnu, struck the body of Kaliya with his effulgent golden wings. Kaliya, who is also known as Kadru Sutta, son of Kadru, immediately fled to the lake known as Kaliadaha, underneath the Yamuna River, which Garuda could not approach. Kaliya took shelter within the waters of the Jamuna for the following reason. Just as Garuda went to the island of the Kaliya snake, so he also used to go to the Jamuna to catch fish to eat. There was, however, a great yogi known as Subari Muni who used to meditate within the water there and who was sympathetic to the fish. He asked Garuda not to come there and disturb the fish. Although Garuda was not under anyone's order, being the carrier of Lord Vishnu, he did not disobey the order of the great yogi. Instead of staying and eating many fish, he carried off one big fish, who was their leader. Subarimuni was sorry that the leader of the fish was taken away by Garuda, and thinking of their protection, he cursed Garuda in the following words. Henceforth from this day, if Garuda comes here to catch fish, then I say with all my strength, he will be immediately killed. This curse was known only to Kaliya. Kaliya was therefore confident that Garuda would not be able to come there, and so he thought it wise to take shelter in the lakes of the Jamuna. But Kaliya's taking shelter of Subarimuni was not successful. He was driven away from the Jamuna by Krishna, the master of Garuda. It may be noted that Garuda is directly related to the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is so powerful that he is never subjected to anyone's order or curse.
Actually, the cursing of Garuda, who is stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam to be of the stature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, was an offense on the part of Subhari Muni. Although Garuda did not try to retaliate, the Muni was not saved from his offensive act against a great Vaishnav personality. Due to this offense, Subhari fell down from his yogic position and afterwards became a householder, a sense enjoyer in the material world. The fall down of Subhari Muni, who was supposed to be absorbed in spiritual bliss by meditation, is an instruction to the offender of Vaishnavas. When Krishna finally came out of Kaliya's lake, he was seen by all his friends and relatives on the banks of the Jamuna. He appeared before them, nicely decorated, smeared all over with chandan pulp, bedecked with valuable jewels and stones, and almost completely covered with gold. The inhabitants of Vrindavan, cowherd boys and men, Madhya Soda, Maharaj Nanda, and all the cows and calves saw Krishna coming from the Jamuna, and it was as though they had recovered their very life. When a person regains his life, naturally he becomes absorbed in pleasure and joyfulness. They each in turn pressed Krishna to their chests, and thus they felt a great relief. Mother Yasoda, Rohini, Maharaj Nanda, and the cowherd men became so happy that they embraced Krishna and thought that they had achieved their ultimate goal of life. Balaram also embraced Krishna, but he was laughing because he had known what would happen to Krishna when everyone else was so overwhelmed with anxiety. All the trees on the banks of the Jamuna, all the cows, bulls, and calves were full of pleasure because of Krishna's appearance there. The Brahmin inhabitants of Vrindavan, along with their wives, immediately came to congratulate Krishna and his family members. Brahmins are considered to be the spiritual masters of society. They offered their blessings to Krishna and the family on account of Krishna's release. They also asked Maharaj Nanda to give them some charity on that occasion. Being so pleased with Krishna's return, Maharaj Nanda began to give many cows and much gold in charity to the Brahmins. While Maharaj Nanda was thus engaged, Madhya Soda simply embraced Krishna and made him sit on her lap while she shed tears continuously. Since it was almost night, All the inhabitants of Vrindavan, including the cows and calves, were very tired, and they decided to take their rest on the bank of the river. In the middle of the night, while they were taking rest, there was suddenly a great forest fire, and it quickly appeared that the fire would soon devour all the inhabitants of Vrindavan. As soon as they felt the warmth of the fire, they immediately took shelter of Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, although he was playing just like their child. They began to say, Our dear Krishna, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, our dear Balaram, reservoir of all strength, please try to save us from this all-devouring and devastating fire. We have no other shelter than you. This devastating fire will swallow us all. Thus they prayed to Krishna, saying that they could not take any shelter other than his lotus feet. Lord Krishna, being compassionate upon his own townspeople, immediately swallowed up the whole forest fire and saved them. This was not impossible for Krishna, because he is unlimited. He has unlimited power to do anything he desires. Thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purport of the 17th chapter of Krishna, Extinguishing the Forest Fire. <laughs>